This is the How to Share podcast, where we help you find your story, write your story, and share that story with the world. With loads of experience marketing, hotels, restaurants, and influencers, your host, Amy Dreheim, will help you craft stories worth sharing. Stories that do more than sell a room or destination, they inspire. If you're ready to share better stories and improve your marketing strategy, you're in the right place. Here's your host, marketing expert, author, and travel blogger, Amy Dreheim. This is the How to Share podcast, episode number four. When I say heart-centered and highly personal, the first thing you think of probably isn't hotel messaging, right? I'm guessing the first thing you think of isn't marketing either, is it? So you'll probably be surprised when I tell you that heart-centered and highly personal is the number one marketing strategy I'm sharing with my clients in the wake of this global pandemic. Now, I want to start by sharing this present moment with you. Right now, we're living in this strange new normal world where hotels and restaurants are all but shut down and most hospitality workers have been let go. For travelers, long-awaited trips have been canceled. Flights have been rebooked, maybe rebooked, maybe just canceled indefinitely. Conferences are canceled, concerts are canceled, the NBA is canceled, and so on. We've all caught our share of the news cycle, right? And talk about the global pandemic is nothing new. But something interesting has also surfaced. And it's the idea that we're seeking out more information and specifically more good news lately. Demand for good news is increasing in direct response to a lot of bad news around the world. So we've all seen the videos, right? Italians hanging out on their apartment balconies, putting together a symphony with whatever instruments they have on hand, or the neighbors who built that table across their two balconies to share dinner together each night. We've seen stories of babies being born. We've seen how the community can come together to support doctors in need of PPE. We've seen local seamstresses make masks and engineers 3D print face shields for doctors. I'm pretty close to this because my sister, my youngest sister, is actually a resident in New York City. So I'm acutely aware of all of these efforts. Now, you might be thinking, we're so strapped and we can barely support ourselves, let alone make some major impact on the community. Now, this is where I'll tell you, you're wrong. With some creative thinking, you can positively impact your community, your past guests, your fan base, through storytelling. So today I'm going to talk about this new breed of storytelling that's emerged at this very strange time. Now I'm seeing a lot of commonality between hotel marketing efforts, travel publications, and influencers on social media. And I want to share some of what I've seen, what's been working for my hotel clients, and some strategies that might work for you too. 
So today you'll learn how to share in the time of COVID-19 and what to share without coming across as tone deaf. In doing so, it might actually brighten your outlook too. Let's start with this whole idea of heart-centered and highly personal communication. It came out of necessity, really. In many hotels, the owner or the general manager is one of the last people standing right now, since travelers just aren't traveling right now and staff has needed to be cut. With one person managing the jobs of so many, we turn to that person for some messaging to help us keep in touch with their hotel database. So why would we want to keep in touch? From a numbers point of view, we wanna make sure we're top of mind when the time comes to travel again. And from the point of view of the traveler whose vacation plans have been canceled, getting to hear from the hotel or to hear about the destination, it's a little bit of solace in all of this. It's nice to know that even though a trip was canceled, the place you've been dreaming of is still there. As silly as that sounds, it's true. And for past guests who are now living their lives in social isolation, hearing from you is a reminder of better times, and it offers up some hope for better times ahead. And finally, from a crisis management perspective, it's so important to get out in front of what's happening. According to Davia Temin, a Forbes contributor on leadership strategy, Denial is the first stage many of us go through in the face of a crisis. This is happening, but it won't happen to me. I'm sure that you've been there in some sense. And Davia suggests that in the moment we accept that the crisis is truly affecting us, we can start building strategy around it. So one major strategy is communicating with your customers what's happening how it's affected them, how it's affected you, and how you plan to rebound. Davia suggests that the way to build trust is to be a leader, to share aspiration, intention, and compassion even in the face of crisis, or especially in the face of crisis. As you can see, there are so many reasons why continuing to communicate with your database, your fans or your followers is a good idea. But what are you going to talk about? I've been asked this a lot lately for my hotel clients and my travel blogger friends. There are so many camps, right? There are people who are continuing to post their evergreen content as if nothing's changed. I argue that this content should at least be tweaked so it doesn't come across as tone deaf. I mean, April Fool's is a great example of this, right? Did you notice how pretty much no one was making jokes this year? 98% of people who would have normally posted something silly, which includes me, realized it would have been in very bad taste. The few people who did post might have gotten some pity laughs, but they may have also turned people off, showing a lack of sensitivity in the present moment. Yikes, no one wants to say the wrong thing right now and get shamed, right? As a response to this, we get to the next camp, the businesses who don't know what to say and don't want to say the wrong thing, so they've just gone completely silent. These are the businesses who can't find the words, so they say nothing. 
I think it's so important to find a way to communicate during these times. I can't stress that enough. And hopefully I'm going to give you some ideas if you're one of those businesses that has just gone completely silent. I suggest finding some way to adapt what you're doing and to be able to continue to communicate. So there's still another camp, and that's the businesses whose messages really are standing out right now. The ones that completely speak to this moment in time with a very strong, very polished ad campaign. I mean, I have to give kudos to the companies who've been able to not only retain their advertising agencies right now, but who've also responded quickly to the global crisis by offering support in some way. I, uh, I think of New Balance, the example of, you know, yesterday we made shoes and today we made masks. Their ad, something to that effect, I thought it was really powerful. And obviously they have the ability to um, shift their business and sort of support us in this really cool way. But the truth is, you know, not all businesses have been able to stay ahead of this. And a lot of what's happening is completely out of their control. It's completely out of your control. Many small businesses have had to make cuts. They're not putting out glossy marketing responses, and they're short of the hands needed to put together really anything at all. Restaurants and hotels specifically are operating at a bare minimum right now. But, and there's this big but, communicating what's happening can really help. Now, I know it might feel easier in this case to just pull the plug and just go dark. But remember what I said at the beginning of this episode, that we as humans, the general public, we're looking for stories of positivity right now. We're hungry for hope, inspiration, and positivity. We're eager to help out and contribute, but we need to know how, where, and what's needed in order to be able to act. So whichever camp you fall into, here are some ideas for how you can continue to communicate on a shoestring, really, even if it's just you, and even if you've had to make a complete U-turn from the content you thought you'd be posting right now. So let's go back to this heart-centered thing. In recent weeks, some of the most effective campaigns I've worked on are sending a well-crafted letter in the form of an email that the owner or the GM of a property has written to their past guests. This message has a formula. It starts with a little bit of lightness. Boy, it's been quiet around here, and we miss seeing your faces. That kind of thing. This sets the tone for the rest of the email. You don't want to paint a picture that's too solemn right now, but you also don't want to come out of the gate in bad taste. This opener sets the tone that this email is going to be personal and honest. Then it gets into what the daily operations look like. For most hotels and restaurants, they're working on maintenance, the stuff that's easier to get done with no guests around. They're organizing, they're deep cleaning. Some are planning renovations or figuring out how they can streamline operations when it's time to reopen. Next, and this is where things get interesting for the reader, we get a real peek into the GM or the owner's world right now. 
Maybe they've noticed the wisteria blooming around the pool. Or maybe in the place of noisy traffic, they're hearing the birds. I've certainly noticed these things around me now that I've been forced to stay still. I bet you have too. This is really relatable content. And as the reader, we feel a lot more connected. So maybe they're spending more time at home with their family right now. Maybe they're insisting on making the beds at home like they do in the hotel. Or maybe the owner with the culinary background is now offering brunch to his five-year-old. Anything goes really. And you can see, you can hear these stories are making me smile. These stories are so relatable. So after this piece comes some inspiration that's on brand, that's fitting for the property. So, for instance, a hotel in Hawaii wanted to include a simple make-at-home Mai Tai recipe. One of the spa resorts I work with offered up a meditation to recite at home, maybe in the bath. These bits of inspiration, especially the ones that invite some interaction, have been really successful. And these also work really well on social media. You could do a whole series about how to bring the spirit of a hotel or a destination into your home. Finally, we talk about our hope for the future. And again, we make this personal. I ask the hotel owners and the GMs, what are you most looking forward to? Maybe it's the sound of kids cannonballing into the hotel pool. Maybe it's the noise of the streetcar whizzing by or waiting in line for the latest matcha tea ice cream cone when this is all over. This is the stuff we're all thinking about. For me, it's a latte and a club Pilates class. I can't freaking wait for it. You get the idea. Finally, wrap it up with the owner or the GM's signature. None of that our team stuff right now. Make the closing as personal as possible. The entire email, actually, should be written in first person. So if that wasn't clear, you're going to want to write this. I'm noticing the flowers by the pool. I'm hearing the birds chirping and so on. Okay, so we used this formula. We did this. I helped craft these messages with the owners and the GMs. I asked them questions, they sent their responses, and we sent out these messages to our databases. And after collaborating on these messages and getting them sent off, we received some incredible feedback. Past guests, employees, hotel execs, and investors were reaching out to say how moved they were by these highly personal messages. The metrics showed even more success. We had our highest open rates ever, 20% increases in open rates across the board, with one campaign's open rate over 50%. Our subject line, by the way, was super simple. A note from whatever the GM's name was, a note from Amy, a note from John. Simple and straightforward, which is what really works right now. So that reminds me, we need to talk more about subject lines, but I'm going to save that for another episode. So in working on these campaigns and seeing the feedback and results, I got to thinking that maybe marketing is changing as a result of this pandemic. Maybe marketing is going to shift for good, to become more heart-centered, more personal. 
which makes it that much more connective, that much more captivating and engaging. Putting a face, a living, breathing person to the brand. It's interesting, isn't it? So now for travel bloggers who are in a similar place, wondering how to communicate, how to share, what can be said and shared and what should wait. I think the same approach, heart-centered, highly personal, can work wonders. If you tend to find the humor in tough situations, then go ahead and share the meme, but also share your why. Share how you've become resilient by finding humor in tough situations. This is relatable. If you tend to only really post the facts and the figures from a destination or a product, now is the time to dig a bit deeper and show some emotion. Maybe you're reflecting back on past trips to make up for your canceled spring break. Share this with your audience. Share all of it. And maybe you're cooking up a storm in your kitchen. Maybe you're perfecting a recipe you tasted across the world. Go ahead and share that recipe. Now, maybe you want to help others out, but you're not sure how. You have a platform, but what do you say? So figure out what you want to offer, whether it's a donation, a giveaway that might brighten someone's day, or maybe you want to use your platform to share the efforts of first responders and frontline workers. Whatever feels right to you, go for it and do it with your full heart. There has never been a better time to be transparent, even if it feels like you're being vulnerable. Being vulnerable isn't a bad thing. In fact, it's a good thing right now. The businesses that realize this, the businesses that are putting a face out there, that have continued to own their message and share personal stories and communicate with their people, are creating more loyal followings than ever before. So to recap, the new breed of storytelling in the wake of the global pandemic is heart-centered and highly personal. Since a lot of the selling is on hold right now, at least for hospitality and tourism, there's a shift to storytelling, to keeping the dream alive, to providing hope, bright light, and continuity. Storytelling out of necessity has become more personal than ever. Stories of the silence, the quiet beach towns, and the silver linings we've found along the way resonate because they're deeply relatable. Now, I want to hear from you. What's your role in all of this and what stories have you been telling? What stories would you like to tell that you'll be able to start telling now? Hop on over to howtosharepodcast.com backslash four and leave a comment in the show notes. You'll also find the full transcript of this episode for all of the ideas I shared today and that winning email formula. Until next time, keep sharing those stories. Seriously. Thanks for listening to the How to Share podcast. If you loved this episode, make sure to subscribe wherever you're listening. I'm